the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio and surrounding area. God bless you. I thank you for tuning in. We're going to have a great day in the neighborhood. Let's take it to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for coming to my life, but coming to everybody's lives. Help us to, to reach out for you and to love you and see the mercy and grace that you have. Bless our country to turn from sins and turn back to you to quit aborting babies. Put the Ten Commandments back in schools, churches, government, TV. Bless each and every listener to become productive, knowing and loving you. And that's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, 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 boy, I'm going to tell you, it's crazy out there. This business, this government, what's going on, the future. Um, you know, you probably heard that... Uh, Oh, man, our our president's trying to give uh, illegal people coming in our country, their, their families are separate, 450000 They never give me nothing. You know, I've been separated a few times, mentally, physically, and spiritually. And so um, we got to prepare. We got to make the right decisions. The worst investment we can make on earth is transportation. I told a story to my account manager at one of my stations this morning. I said, I used to have a guy, named, and he's passed away. His name was Carl Wolf Miller. He was a good friend of mine. And Carl was a smart man, but he wanted to always go undercover, act like he was a dummy, act like he had a problem, because he didn't want nobody fooling with him. But um, we used to, back in my, my heathen days, uh, played a lot of poker together. And he didn't have a job, never had a job. And uh, good morning, Greg. And so Carl, uh, his dad told him on his deathbed, and Carl was a young man and his mother had already passed away. They had him in later life, said, if you never have a wife and you never have a car, you'll never have to work. And Carl lived downtown New Braunfels, and I gave him, oh, I don't know how many, thousands of rides. Anytime I saw him walking, I'd pick him up and take him wherever he's going. But how this was back in the fifties. How did he how did his dad know that a automobile was gonna cost so much money to keep do you ever feel like your your job is to keep working so you can pay for your truck, your car? I mean, it's the most expensive thing that we can can have. Now the wife situation, I think he knew a little bit more about Carl than than we needed to know. But anyway, but an automobile cost a lot of money. And uh, I've been in Hosea in the last few days. Hosea 4-6 says, My people, that's you and me, my people are destroyed by lack of knowledge. It's hard to keep up with the car business. It's hard to stay up with the education, the opportunities, everything that the car business throws at you well hey so if you have a question about a car give us a call here 210-340-9585 that's 210-340-9585 good morning cheryl so you know you've got so much that's going on so much in your life you know and hey basic transportation works but sometimes if you don't have the money, you know, I, I kind of like Dave Ramsey's theory. If you got cash, you can buy it. Hey, buy it. I mean, and I agree. There's two kinds of cars, a Ford and can't afford, and them can't afford are miserable. Uh, I've got friends that buy 90 and $100,000 trucks. They can afford them. Mercedes, you know. 
I got a buddy just bought a Lamborghini. It's funny, but the Lamborghini was two sixty five, and his house was two thirty five. Knowledge, knowledge of what's your budget, what the future lies, what you need to take care of, who do you want to take care of? I mean, you know, money. We work forty hours a week. Do you ever feel like you're working to keep the payment up and keep your car and your truck up? That 40 hours is left. It's gone. It's history. Can you go back to what you've done this year and gather up those hours? Where would you invest those hours? How much are you investing? Are you invested in family? Are you invested in pleasure? Are you invested in keeping up with the Joneses? Where are you putting your time and your effort? You know, Hosea is right. You know, my people are destroyed by lack of knowledge. Do you know what makes you tick? What makes you purchase things? Are you on the right track? Do you have your future lined up? Just talk to a man whose mother didn't have a will, and it's been a nightmare, and his lawyer's fees and so much piled up against him. You know, been so easy to get a will. Have you prepared for the future? I mean, when you purchase a car, do you know what it's going to be worth in three to five years? How long do you keep one? How long do you plan? I know we all plan to keep one forever, and we don't. You know, I mean, how how long are you going to look at this vehicle and we think we need to love it? Hey, that car don't know who owns it. That car don't know what it's worth, and that car don't care. But we think we look good in it. Often I've talked about a guy in this in this uh, Maserati. He'd go to church and he'd get out and he'd stick his elbow on the roof so everybody knows this is mine. And he'd look around and see who would see him get out of his car. I felt sorry for him. I've owned some of them dogs. They cost a lot of money to keep them fed, and that's what it takes feeding them with money, money, and more money. But I mean. I want you to be the best you can be. I want you to know the system. I want you to understand that we will push your button. We will put you in debtor's prison. We will lie to you. We will tell you everything we need to know to to get you to buy a vehicle. And then we sell the note. That's what that's what's amazing. We think that we're tied to this dealership forever because we signed the contract there. But oh no, they go and sell the note. They're no responsibility. They walk out, gather the money, go down the bank, smile all the way, deposit it, and they're on their way. See, we think that we're tied with them because, hey, they, we signed all the paperwork there. Right now, dealerships takes $2 million a month to open the door. The, the good news is inventory is way low. The bad news is... This is this is a manufacturer's figure because they know every dime a dealership makes. They're stating that the dealers are averaging seventy five hundred profit per vehicle. I'm not sure they're adding the F and I in on that deal too, because I, I'm hearing of ten thousand, five thousand, and a buddy of mine got a deal a thousand over MSRP window sticker. They can't get enough. It takes a lot of money to open these doors. So where are they? Where's the next avenue they're going to work you from? It's the service department. I've talked to a lot of people, take their car in, get the oil changed, and they'll say, hey, you're about to spend a lot of money. You know, you need to trade this car off. you got 60,000 miles on it. They told a lady that she needed to trade her car with 60,000 miles, and she's driving the best car for the money, and they're wanting her to get rid of it. Oh, man, 210-340-9585. I've already gave it out once before. 210-340-9585. Give us a call. No dumb questions. Good morning, Chris Wilson. Uh, So, you know, she didn't need another vehicle, but she was – they put the thought in her mind. Now, think about this. Years ago, we didn't have cell phones. That's a long time ago, man. I remember my first cell phone. It was it, it was a heavy, 
heavy suitcase, 24 pounds, cost 2400 and it cost about two minutes to talk on it. Man, it was, conversations were quick back in them days, I'm telling you. I, rem- I remember phone bills, 1200 $1,500 a month for me. And, I, you know, I never dreamed that would they get an unlimited plan for, you know, 45 to $75 a month. Amazing. So, you know, it's a, you know technology, technology has changed. The car business has changed. You're going against a trained professional group of people. Good morning, Donnie. Uh, that are trained to push your button, trained to sell you, trained to prepare. They put in this woman's mind, hey, you're going to spend eight or 10000 soon on this car. She ain't not going to spend no money on that car. Those are the best car built for the money. She's going. She's got a great ride, but they put in her mind that she was going to spend all this money and this would be a great time to trade. They wanted her trade. They wanted to steal that trade and make about four or five grand on it. Because I guarantee you, uh, they wasn't going to get... You hear these commercials right now. We're going to give you top money. We're going to give you all the money. And, you know, here we go again. It's overhead. Tie, everything's tied to overhead. What does it cost to advertise? What does it cost to be in business? You know, and that's the key. And And so... The people that's been in it a long time, yeah, we know what it takes, but these big dealerships, it takes a lot of advertisement, a lot of employees. You know, I mean, there's there's dealerships that got 300 to 600 employees. How'd you like paying that bill? How'd you like to pay the utilities bill? You looked at your utility bill lately? I mean, you know, I don't, I don't use my air hardly at all because I'm never around. But anyway, it's up about 40 bucks a month. And using the same amount. Well, how would you like to own a dealership that's about a thousand times higher? Hey, air conditioning, that whole place, all the lights, all the stuff, all the computers, everything running. Well, it costs a lot of money. You need a second opinion on your car. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Bought a house a couple of weeks ago. We're going to spend a hundred grand on it. Family wanted to get rid of it. They didn't want to fool with it. It's got all kinds of issues. And so we're we're buying it. We bought it. Now we're about to go to work on it. And we're going to make it right, make it new. So if you've got, don't get foreclosed. Don't call me. I may have a camper for you to move into. Don't lose your house. Let I mean your credit. Let us buy your house, make an offer on your house. But also in the same situation, we're going to see some repos coming up in the near future. And, I mean, we're seeing at my car lot people showing up with 500 down and 1,000 down. When used to, they had two and 3,000 down. What has happened to our money? You been in the grocery store lately? I got one of them hand baskets whipped through HEB the other day, and they gave us, they give us good prices. I love HEB, especially the ones close to my house. I spent $95 and didn't buy any meat. Amazing. But I needed some things. For the house. So, you know, everything is going up. So you need to look at your budget. You need to look at your buying habits. What causes you to buy what? What do we really need? You know, the taxes are going up. Values are going up. Houses are selling for unbelievable price. I'm telling you. Um, I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly and all kinds of stuff, equipment, trucks, if you've got a company and you need to get rid of hey, I need some 18-wheelers. I really do. I need some dump trucks, skid steers. I need all kinds of stuff. I've got lots of stuff sold. I need a lot of company trucks. I need cargo vans. We have a shortage. And I've talked to a lot of people about this. Everybody knows I've been in business for 58 years. So they come and they ask me, you ever seen it this way? No, but I heard about it right after the war, World War II. You know, it was the same situation we are now, a shortage, more people wanting cars than what we have available. But think about this San Antonio area. We got, uh, hey, Governor, I got a plan for you. Uh, Let's make a deal with Southwest Airlines. And soon as those people who we allow, not the ones we're turning back, but the ones we allow to come into the country, let's cut them Send them straight. Good morning, David. Send them straight to D.C. and Baltimore, all up in that area. 
hey, it would save a lot of money, Governor. Send them straight on. Pay for that ticket. Give them free meal. Give them a hundred bucks or something. You know, get them, give them a couple of hundred, maybe a thousand. We'd save money by shipping them straight up to D.C., you know, and straight to Baltimore and, and clean up what we're co- – but we've got so many people coming into this area, and everybody likes San Antonio cars. So we've got these people coming in left and right. We're going to be short on cars for years and years and years because the Valley comes up and buys our cars. Corpus comes up. Houston comes up. Dallas comes. We have all these people buying out of this area in this market. And we got we – got, I, I used to sell a lot of trucks to Ohio, a lot of trucks to Michigan, and all these people. And so we're going to be short on cars because we draw so many cars out of this area so many, and we can't supply enough. With people moving in, uh, I've got a home builder that I know personally. He said there's three blocks outside of New Brownsville going on 46 that everyone is from California. Every I told him, I said, man, I hope they don't bring their voting ideas. We need them to vote the right way. Good morning, Jimmy, Randy Adams. Good to hear from you. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> well, that's the truth. I mean, everybody in California is trying to get to Texas, and and my sister lives in Austin, and her family, and they're trying to get away from Austin. Oh, yeah, I know. I have in-laws that live in California. I feel they sorry for like them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, it's not like it used to be. No. I was stationed there. I was stationed there a long time ago in the 80s. Well, thank you for serving, number one. Yeah, it was better then. But I was going to tell you, um, hey, uh, so when is a good time to buy a, a, a truck? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm telling you, this is a mixed-up deal. I'm paying more for trucks than I'd ever dream uh, right now. I mean, honestly, I, you know, depends on if you want a low-miles nice truck. I told a buddy of mine to buy a new. I helped him get a new one. He wanted a new Ford. I helped him get a new Ford. Uh, helped another gentleman order a new Chevrolet three-quarter ton because he needed low miles, and he didn't want one, you know, with a bunch of miles on it. And there, it's hard to find. I mean, I've sold some stuff lately that's scary. Scares me, and I'm fearless, you know. So, But yeah, I, yeah. I can't tell you when, you know, it depends on your need, your budget, what you're going to do with it. Uh, I had a young lady, I'm going to guess her and her dad. I know her dad. But I think she's 19, 20, 21. She got hit on her car. The insurance company's paying for it. And she's wanting an older truck. She's figured out she she don't drive that much. And so she wants protection. And she wants an older truck. And she figured out her car lost so much value since she bought it and she sold it. Or, well, she the insurance company got it. The phone calls, I'm sorry, we're trying to figure that out, too. We're having a problem on that, Donnie. He's uh, he's wanting to know when the best time to buy a truck. And I, I, it's hard right now. I, you know, it is hard uh, to figure out, you know, when it is. I mean, it depends on what you're buying. Hey, and ask everybody. I had a call this morning from Donald Daigie, a real good friend of mine, farmer out there. New Berlin, he'd found a 07 Chevrolet with 80,000 miles, real nice two-wheel drive truck. And uh, honestly, I thought the truck might bring 13 to 14 somewhere. Somebody who's needing a truck offered him 16.5. It's out toward, I think, between Seguin and uh, Lavernia. And the lady's got a garage sale or a yard sale going, and she's got a nice 80,000 mile and somebody's offered her sixteen five for the truck. That's plenty. Uh, I guarantee you. Two years ago, it might have brought eleven. It's that's how much it's up. And so, it's a great truck. If I was looking for one, I'd step up. One I'd keep. You know, it it make you a good truck for the next ten twenty years. But you've got to you've got to get out and find them. Exactly. You know. Hey, that's out there by you, Donnie. Yeah. And so this lady, uh, Donnie, Donald Daigie, was out there, and this lady has this unit for sale. And so we're all looking for deals, 
But you got to ask everybody, talk to everybody, stop and, and look. I mean, you know, you never know who's got something for sale. Uh, I was talking, I was talking to some people in line at HEB, and uh, they recognized my voice. They said, you got on radio? I said, yeah. Well, uh, well, we're we're uh, we're looking for a vehicle, and we want to sell ours. So I told them what I'd give for it, and they ended up bringing it to him and selling it to me. But the radio brings me some stuff, and I have the opportunity to reach out. But I stop. If I see something parked on the side of the road, I stop and see what the price is. I stopped and looked at a truck with a bad motor. I didn't know it had bad motor, but after I looked at the sign, he explained had a bad motor. And the guy's about 1000 1500 high, and it's still sitting there. I noticed yesterday. But I stop and I talk and I listen. But, you know, it's just like I've had some radio listeners call in and say, you know, I need to buy a car. I said, start asking everybody. Well, her neighbor had a car, and it was a Grand Marquis, and I love Grand Marquis. I don't have one right now. I'd love to buy two or three of them, Grand Marquis and Crown Victorias. And uh, she called me and told me about it, and I said, if you don't buy that car, I'll buy that car. If you don't want it, I want it. And so she bought the car, and she called me about a month later and says, I thank you for talking me into it. I love this car. The car was too cheap. It was about 1000 too cheap. And uh, I would have bought it. I probably drove it. You know, I look for something. I want to drive something that don't cost me a whole lot of money and and be productive. And that's why I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Cars, trucks, houses, equipment, or whatever. Hey, and if you want to sell me your car, I leave the radio station right next to the airport here. And I go to Easy's at Bitters and 281, and I'm there from 1015 to 1130. And we go inside to eat at 11, so that's when they open. I love Easy's. I love the food. Bob Morrill's the manager there, great manager, great guy. Hey, and if you need, if your kid, hey, if your kid needs work, he needs help. Hey, he's looking for good help. He's looking for kids to put them to work, teach them the business, uh, let them make some money, be responsible. You know, hey, get your kid out, teach them to work, get them a job. You know. It's amazing that we forget that they're going to have to go to work someday, you know. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. And oh, hey, um, yes, I sir. I just want to ask you a question. Sure. I'm looking for a Tacoma with a back seat and just a basic one. A Tacoma? So, yeah. Ah, uh, good luck. Man, I saw they had an O2 at the auction the other day with 235,000 miles on it. And it brought sixty five hundred plus the buy fee at the auction fee. So that dealer was out the door at seven grand on an O two with two hundred and thirty five thousand. But those little buy one if I'm gonna buy one, I wanna buy it from you. (laughs) Well, I can't pay those prices. Uh, you know, I wanted to buy that unit four forty five for a little Tacoma. And those Tacomas are great, great trucks. I had one run, I ran to 400,000 miles. I've got one with 200, 210 or 20,000 miles on it right now. And we don't want to sell it, you know. We don't want to sell it. So thank you, Jimmy, for calling. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. And I will look for one for you because I've got your All phone right. number. I bought a little Toyota from you and uh, enjoyed my time spent with you that, that evening. I enjoy my time with my listeners. I really do. That's why... Uh, a lot of them will, will be amazed that I'll spend a little time with them. But, you know, that's part of my ministry. That's part of me giving back. And I want to help, and I want to learn from you. I want to know what I need to teach, what people are needing to know. And I, I want to be a blessing in people's lives. Uh, too many years I wasn't a blessing. And the last 27 years since I've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I've uh, I've been a better person. And I want to be even better now. But thank you for calling, Jimmy. We're going to take a four-minute break, and we'll be back. Uh, and I will look for a Tacoma. If you got a Tacoma, I'll pay a lot of money for it. Help Jimmy find one, or I'll I'll buy them anyway. I buy the good, bad, and the ugly. I paid some prices lately that are scary, but that's the market, and that's the way it's going to be for you know. We thought till March, but I believe it's going to be here for a long time. Because manufacturers are getting smart. They're tired of these new car dealers getting rich off of them. And I think they're going to cut and squeeze on them a little bit. 
and make them suffer a little bit and make more money. So this is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Be sure and give me a call, 830-708-4789. Like I said, I'll be at Easy's from 1015 to 1130, just about every Saturday. Very seldom I miss. I'll be there today, talk to you about your car, talk about your situation, talk about anything. And then 11 o'clock, I'm going in and have lunch. And then I'll head back to New Bronzeville or whatever direction. Probably need to go AT&T. I need a new phone. I need to talk to them people. This one I've wore out talking too much, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I know. My Barry thinks I need to get a Android. Uh, hey, I can barely operate this thing. Them Androids are way over my head. Hey, man, I can barely turn on a computer. Hey, when I went to school, computers were the size of buildings. Now we got them in phones. Amazing. What technology flies by. Randy Adams, I'll be back in four minutes. God bless you. Hey, call somebody, tune somebody to listen to our radio show on 630 a.m. Thank you. Everybody drives a used car. You need to put a whole armor of God on one next time you're getting ready to buy a car. Be sure and go to YouTube, Randy Adams, Inc. Learn, listen, and subscribe, and be sure and listen to my radio show every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. on 630 a.m. The Word. Thank you again, listeners, for tuning in. Text somebody, call somebody, tell 20 people, hey, go to YouTube, Randy Adams, Inc., and subscribe, and Spotify, Randy Adams, Inc. We're trying to build both of those up. Uh, Did some fresh uh, YouTube and Spotify stuff. So that's YouTube, Randy Adams, Inc., Spotify, Randy Adams, Inc. I guess Carlos is not to call back yet. Uh, and he is going to call back. Anyway, uh, you know, and Carlos is one of those kind of people that want to help everybody. There's two kinds of people in this world, givers and takers. Hey, takers never have enough, never happy, never want to help nobody, know it all. But givers want to give and learn and, and help people. And that's that's part of Carlos's, uh, I guess, DNA. I don't know, but he's a great guy. It seems like he's always involved with somebody. I think we're magnets. Some people are magnets, but they see the love, the joy, the mercy, the grace that have in certain people. And they come wanting help, wanting to learn, wanting to grow. And and th- that's part of it. But, uh, you know, the car dealers study you. They study your buying habits. They study what pushes your button, what causes you to purchase something. And those they know how to talk to you. How do you sell yourself? Uh, Alabama's got a great football coach, and they studied him. How does he sell his program? How does he do the things he does? And and so if they go to so, so sociology and psychology people, and they, everybody buys with emotions. And when your emotions are out of control, and, you know, do we need somebody to validate our thinking, validate our purchases? Do we want them to tell us that we can afford it? Do they want us to tell how great we look in it, how we're going to love it forever, how it's the greatest thing since, you know, uh, Fritos? <laughs> I love Fritos anyway. But <laughs> And so, uh, you know, have you ever bought that car that you thought you were going to love forever? I have. I'm going to tell you the truth. Hey, and... And years ago, I had the biggest and the baddest and the greatest. I won awards on building cars years ago. I'm I, I, it's That technology and that effort's passed me by, and I'm too busy. But I still like old cars. I still love old trucks, you know. And uh, I'm driving a 66 Volkswagen back and forth to church. In fact, i got to pull it out of the garage. I, I put that baby in the garage the other night when the bad weather was coming. 66 Volkswagen I was worried about, you know. Well, I, I wanted to make sure that, you know, it didn't float away. But, you know, what what turns your head? What turns your thinking? What what gets in your head? You know, so many times we get things in our head we can't get out. I know some people, and one uh, lady that used to be in my Bible study, when she made up her mind, she was going to do it no matter what. And I tried to explain to her, where to go and what to do, but no, no, no. She knew better than me, and they. Uh, she lost eight thousand dollars of of uh, profit. She had, they'd paid down a truck, 
they gave they swallowed that eight thousand equity that she had in that truck. But when you make up your mind and you know it all, you fall right into the game plan. And there is a game plan. See, the problem is you don't have a game plan when you go buy a vehicle. And the dealership has got so many different game plans, they don't miss no opportunities. They don't miss the time to sell you, to trade with you, to get your trade and convince you you don't want it no more. Oh, you're about to spend a bunch of money on it. We're going to have to spend a bunch of money on it. Uh, I told about a lady before that uh, sells me her car. She's she's in the medical field, and she travels a lot. And she's a single mom, or, even though I think her children are grown. But she brings me her car, and I, you know, and it's because she watched a dealership trade for her car and tell her how bad it was, and it wasn't worth nothing. And then when she was there with her new one to get service, people had just bought her trade-in, and the dealership made about $6,000 on it. Well, she blew a fuse. So now she brings me her trades because she puts about – 100, 120,000 miles on in two years, three years, and brings me her trade, and I buy it. And she reminds me of that every time that I come in. And she beats the she listens to my show. She beats the dealer up. She gets a great price. She shops all of them. She shops every possibility. And then she sells me her trade. Says, you know, and hey, a 100,000 mile car. Right now, the breakover is about 140. You lose a lot of value. If you're going to trade, trade before 140. Trucks about 180. And so you get to those miles, you make up your mind whether you want to sell it, trade it, do something with it, or keep it. Keep going. I mean, cars are built nowadays, they'll go 200, 250,000 miles. That lady in that Toyota was 60,000 miles on it. I told her husband, She's got 200,000 miles left on that thing for sure, you know. And so she was worried about break. Hey, we got telephones. You know, I, I mentioned telephones earlier. Uh, mentioned telephones earlier. Hey, you get broke down, there's wreckers, there's family. There's, you're, not, you're not stranded like we were 30, 40 years ago. We have a telephone. Hey, how many wreckers have you seen lately? <laughs> I was coming to San Antonio the other day. I must send 10 different wrecker uh, businesses with wreckers, and most of them were brand new. And I had I picked up a truck that needed uh, front-end work and a wrecker service in New Braunfels, Norman's wrecker service, who I use, and I sure like him. I've known Norman, I don't know, all my life. Use him all my life. And him and his son, that's Carlos. And so, uh, but... They, you know, they to keep up with business. They had to buy him a new new truck, and he made a good purchase. Carlos, how you doing today? Good morning, Randy. Good morning, listeners. Good morning. Thank you, the radio station, your sponsors. I hope you family and you have a good health, uh, Randy. I wish you the best. Uh, I'm so happy to hear you. Right now, we're going to have a beautiful day. Thank you, God. So the second question. I want to ask you a question, sir. I see with a couple of friends. And I'm, I'm, could you tell me what is the person you can recommend me to go to Austin? Well, the Austin, I, you know, you know, I deal with Covert Auto Group up there. Rocks okay. Covert and I have been doing business over 40 years. Never had a problem. But if you want a new car, I can get you a new Cadillac, Lincoln, Chevrolet, Ford, Buick, Jeep, Dodge, uh, all kinds of new ones. And I love Covert Auto Group in, in Austin. I, like I say, I've done business with them. It might be close to 50 years. And they've always treated me right, always treated my customers right, always told the truth. And they sponsor one of my shows, you know. And that show covers 33 states. It's on at 10 o'clock at night. But it's on a local AM station. And so that's where I would go, and that's where I got a friend of mine, a new Ford coming. And uh, we got a new GMC coming off in Bastrop. They own the Bastrop dealership, too. But, you know, uh, years ago, most dealers told the truth. Now it's it's tough. And the owners of these dealerships own four or five, ten of them, or Warren Buffett over 100, 
and they leave it to their managers and general managers to run the policies, run how they want to run, and they've got a percentage of the profit, so they try to make all the money they can to make big profit, big bonuses, and so these owners, they don't stay on top of it. Rocks and his brother, well, there was, there was two other brothers, now it's just one, um, they stay on top of it, and they've trained their family. Their kids work, which is unusual in the car business. Most of the time, the kids are not in the car business, and if they are, they, they pay them to stay away. There used to be a dealership I used to buy 150 cars a month on, and they paid the two sons to stay away from the car lot. They wow. paid them, said, hey, y'all too much trouble. Y'all, y'all go do something else. And this was back in the 70s and 80s. They were paying them ten, fifteen thousand a month to stay away from the car dealership. So, but the covert, all the children work and work hard, and they they follow the policies of their dads, and that's why I like covert auto group a lot. And, and yes, sir. No, no, please can continue, sir, sir. And my question is very important. These people, they finance the car. They, they want to buy a car cash or finance. Right. But my point is, could you explain me, if you finance a car, you approve already, you're driving it. How long do you have to wait to refinance it? Refinance or... the next day. You can uh, you refinance can right away. Right now, there's dealerships that demand you, in order to buy a car, to finance with them. And they okay. then they are trying to put in the contracts that you can't pay it off for six months. So you got to read the contract. you got to know exactly what they're doing if you want to buy a vehicle. And now they're wanting you to finance. They're wanting you to I've, – I've got some people call me, said that we were going to have to buy extended warranty for 7500 in order to buy a vehicle and finance it with them, or they wasn't going to sell us a car. So I mean, here's dealerships are putting putting hardship on a lot of people, and the people that already gone to Randolph Brooks got a great interest rate, and a great price on the extended warranty, six thousand cheaper on the extended warranty, and so the dealership was getting full window sticker plus, they're wanting six thousand more on extended warranty, they want you to finance with them, and so these people walked. They said, we're going to do without a car. And I, I explained to them what they were driving had a lot of life to it, left to it. They could keep driving it. You know, but they just thought since they, they had quite a bit down. And, you know, and also now the dealers are saying, you got to trade with us at our figure. So now they're stealing the trades. They tell you, and this is one of them uh, that people have called me about, is they took it in and they're advertising, we'll give you top money for your trade. When they got there... They hit them low on the trade. I was about three thousand more, and and they told them they said you've got to trade with us in order to buy the car. Well, they realized they're gathering another three thousand. Hey, there's so many deals out there, so many different. Everybody's thinking these new car dealers are thinking outside the box. It gets back to general managers and managers working on a on a percentage of the profit. And they want to make all the money on the least amount of cars that they're getting and make the big profit and in, in, in order to get their big bonuses. So, yeah, know your trade, know what your trade's worth, know what your trade's worth, know what your financing rate is at Randolph Brooks. I tell you, uh, Security Service is doing a great job. I heard of a point nine on a real good customer the other day. Amazing. I mean, there's credit unions are searching for business. Of course, um, I've kind of explained that before. Uh, they can do that because now they don't have to have any money to loan money out. Loan, you know, it's the, the, the banks are running the government, believe it or not. They're running the feds. They're running everything. And so now they can just loan out as fast, as fierce as they want. So, you know, know your financing, know your score, know what you can borrow, know what your budget is, know what you can afford, and get some kind of idea how long you're going to keep this vehicle and what it's going to be worth in three to five years when you want to get rid of it. Okay, that's, that's, that's very interesting. So if we want to, is there a, uh, my point is, what you say right now is very interesting to know 
you know, they're forcing you to go to the room. They're forcing you to do things that's unusual that they didn't do before due to the number of cars are getting, due to overhead, due to demand from the owners to make more money. See, a lot of these owners go to the dealer 20 groups, and uh, they all try to lie each other and, and tell everybody how much money they're making. And then they go back and beat up on their employees. We're not as making as much money as everybody else. You know, we're doing something wrong. These so-and-sos making a lot more money than we are, you know. And they have to fade that heat hearing about that in these 20 dealer groups. And they go sit around and brag to each other how much money they're making. And subject, you know, I mean, car dealers subject to lie. Most of them I know, anyway. Mr. Randy, <clears throat> my point is right now, uh, they're listening to you right now. Uh, the good point is, in the moment there, you want to apply that kind of rules. He can back out or she can back yeah, out. Yeah, you can walk. They walk. Right All these people I'm talking about have ended up walking and calling me. They walked and say, this is what this dealership was trying to do to us. They had the car we wanted. But, you know, when we add it up, it's going to cost us, you know, five to 10000 more than it should. We just decided we didn't need it that bad. Hey, I, I had a gentleman whip up in a, in a brand-new Cadillac Escalade, and he was thrilled that he only had to pay 15000 over window sticker, MSRP. 15000 over. That, that was pushing it to 140000 How'd you like to haul on that $140,000 Escalade when it's eight years old and worth about six, eight grand? You don't lose 130000 That might hurt a little bit. I don't know. You know, Ford and Cana Ford. I'm so glad. You know, I'm but, so glad you told me that. The yeah. insurance is the thing we can buy. Oh, insurance, else. insurance. Yeah, but insurance also has gone crazy. They've... You know, I remember when you had insurance on your house and your roof got damaged and they wouldn't charge you nothing. Now there's percentage. I was talking to my ex-wife. She had some roofs replaced and the uh, insurance company moused her around. And, you know, and she had to pay big time on one. Well, now some of the insurance uh, companies are putting where you can't collect diminished value. Well, that's not right. And then I had a guy call me. They said, uh, in fact, he called here last week. He called one of these Tiger deals that are supposed to tell you what your diminished value, what you got coming. They hit him in a ridiculous low figure. He said, do you think that's right? I said, no, they're trying to get a fee. So they wanted three ninety-five to fight for him. They said they can get more wow. money than 600 Hey, let me tell you something. Ned and the first reader could get more than 600 diminished value on that vehicle. Yeah, they're going to prove they're going to make that 400 Well, they, they hit him low at his knees in order for him to p- belly up with, you know, almost $400 to get the diminished value up to where it should have been. And it should have been between two and 3000 because that was a low-mile, super nice car, rare car to find. You know, where do you find a CRV with 61,000 miles, a 2010 with 60,000 miles? You You know... That you can wear yourself out trying to replace that unit with those kind of miles. And he got hit. Not his fault. Not his fault at all. But, oh, yeah, the diminished value, he can't, he's fighting trying to get collected. The car's been in the shop over 30 days. It's not getting fixed. Parts are short. Help is short. Everybody's short. And he's the one suffering through that was not his fault. And so you got to be prepared these and if they'll write in, you gotta, you know, these insurance agents. They you know, here, here we go again. I'm sorry, insurance agents. You don't do your job. You don't. You need to highlight that you can't uh, collect on diminished value. Here's the key. Well, if I bought the policy from you and you don't pay on diminished value, what about the people that hit me? Can I go after them? Yes, you can. But if they've got it in their policy, where's that? Word? Hey, t- House of Representatives in the Texas state, when y'all get to Travis County, y'all go brain dead. We elected y'all. We put you in there, and then you sell us out to the insurance companies. You sell us out to the title companies. Yeah, the title companies, 330% interest. Don't do a title loan. 99% of the people wow. get get a, a repoed. If you borrow 5000 you owe 900 a month for 27 months. That's 25000 for a $5,000 loan. Hey, 
title loans are illegal in 27 states, but not in Texas. We elected these officials, and they're going to take care of the people that put them in office. Yeah, they're going to have title loans so you can be, hey, how do you get back on your feet so quick? Miss a payment. I had, a, I had an employee, previous employee I sold a truck to. He went to work somewhere else doing, got out of the car business, and he did, he needed 5000 quick. He made nine payments at 900 a month, 8100 And then he was about to get repoed. So he calls me and he says, Randy, I need to sell my truck, and I need $2,000, and I'll— Give me two thousand and go pay off the loan. He'd borrowed five thousand, paid in eighty one hundred. His payment, his payoff was forty seven thirty. I paid his truck off. I paid him two thousand so he could get back on his feet driving something, and I made a little money. What would that? What would that title loan place made? They'd have made so much money. Well, they already had eighty one hundred, and if they repoed it, they'd have sold it what I sold it for. Eight thousand. They'd have made sixteen thousand on a five thousand dollar loan. But wow. hey, hey, Texas, it's illegal in twenty seven states. How come it's not illegal here? People ripping off the public. Three hundred thirty percent. I had the license, but my conscience wouldn't let me get in business. Have, wow. Has car dealers seared their conscience? Have they ever apologized for burying you, putting you in de- debtor's prison? You ever had one that you bought and five years later take it back to the dealership and you paid forty, fifty thousand for it, and they want to give you two thousand? They ever apologize? Oh, I'm sorry you lost all that money. I'm sorry it cost you so much money. Let me help you out. Let me give you two thousand and forty dollars. They never even done that. So. You got to be prepared for a battle. You got to make right decisions today that'll pay off tomorrow. So, you, thank you, uh, Carlos. You're bringing up some good points. No, no, thank you. It's very important. They're listening to you, and we're amazed to these things we don't hear before. You know, we're like uh, oh yeah, and we, <laughs> we're and hey, here here's my question: Is everybody signed up on seven year notes? And I think in two or three years from now, they're going to be demanding we have electric cars. What are you going to do with that yeah, gas car? Is it going to be worth anything? Maybe not. I don't know. And I could have an electric car right now. If you put two alternators on it and charge it up, you could go anywhere you want and keep going. No, no, no. Hey, Tesla, when are you going to figure that deal out? Maybe the government won't let them because they haven't been able to figure out how they're going to charge us per mile per year because they're going to lose that tax money. We could have electric cars today, but... Hey, these our politicians don't lose that tax. Bucky sells two hundred thousand gallons of gas a day. That's eighty thousand dollars in tax a day. Three hundred and two, three million two hundred thousand in tax a month. They don't want to lose wow. that money. No, 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 no. But we're gonna have electric cars. I don't know where we're gonna get the electricity to plug them all in. So now we're gonna need alternators. Put a couple of alternators on that Tesla. Let's go down the road. You don't have to stop in between Houston and San Antonio to charge your car up. I, I went through a station the other day. They had, I think, eight places, and they had six cars charging up. Hey, service stations, love it. Come on in here and spend some money with us while you're getting your battery charged up. Hey, it's Wait, the winter. Hey, Walmart. Walmart's going to have them. Yeah, they charge you to charge it up, and then you're sitting there, and then you go inside the store and spend money. Hey, H-E-B and, and Walmart's going to have it. Can you imagine sending your wife to the grocery store to get charged up on her battery on her Tesla? She's in there for two hours. How much money is she going to spend? You're going to need to go to the bank to get enough money to get out of that deal. <laughs> so, hey, this is a crazy world. We're going to have to get crazy with it, I guess. I don't know. Let me tell you something. I'm riding a bicycle more. I'm trying to get in shape just in case I need to get on a bicycle with the gasoline prices going through the roof. Thank you, Biden. Oh, man, he's going to take care of us. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to tell you, George Soros is our real president because Biden can't, he couldn't pour pee out of a boot if his instructions was on the bottom, was on the hill. I guarantee you. And Obama is a, is a puppet. He, George Soros is our real president. I'm telling you. Believe it. Read his policies. Plus, he's a Jew and he hates Jewish. And he hates the United States and he lives in New York City. I don't know. But he's sure bringing our economy down still. You know what? Buffett, who is a communist, but he made it to capitalist ways. That's amazing to me. 
I don't understand everything. I don't understand what he makes him tick. I'm Randy Adams, learn to buy. Thank you, Carlos. God bless you. Hey, keep helping everybody. Uh, that's give that information out. Hey, go to YouTube, Randy Adams Inc. and subscribe. Go to you. Go to uh, Spotify, Randy Adams Inc. We got a lot of shows on Spotify. Um, we're on SoundCloud. We're trying to get the message out. I want to teach you. I want to be your mentor. I want to be the best I can be. I want to give the education, the knowledge, the wisdom that I've been blessed with. And you need it. Save that money. We're going to need it for what's going on. You're going to need it to go to HEB if the prices keep going like it is. And definitely to the service station. Man, gasoline going up. You know, I'd hate to be in service station business right now. And if we go to electric cars, what are, they going, what are we going to turn them into? Used car lots? Yeah, we'll sell electric cars and bicycles. Yeah, that, we'll figure a way, won't we? Hey, I'm going to tell you, I had a buddy tell me one time, he told this in front of a bunch of people, you drop Randy Adams in the desert, he'll find a way to make money. No, you gotta have a, you got to have an open mind. I love T.D. Jakes, what he taught one time. He said, hey, you drug dealers, you know how to buy and sell? Go to buy and sell something legal. You know, that's the key. The key is open-minded, giving an effort. A little effort saves you a little money in buying a car. A lot of effort saves you a lot of money. Go to YouTube, please. I need, and tell 20 people, go to YouTube or call Randy Adams. He buys the good, the bad, and the ugly. Go to Spotify. My phone number, 830-708-4789. Hey, don't get foreclosed on. Give me a call. Or if you got any kind of property, I just heard about some property lots in Rockport I may buy. God bless you. I love you, San Antonio. I love you, listeners. Hey, have a blessed week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.